Hello all and welcome to episode 84 of the 3 for 1 Sky Fantasy Podcast by fantasyfootballherb.co.uk. My name is Fergie and I'm joined as usual today by my co-host Paul McAnulty. Paul, how was your Sky weekend? I think it was good. I always, every week after they come in, you have to tell me what my rank was last week. <laughs> um, but 34th feels higher than what it was last week. So, yeah, I did make a, a few moves yesterday. So, definitely the bare bones on transfers left. But I think I'll be on or above the average. So. Yeah, it's a funny one yesterday because obviously we you know, really talked up last week the jumping on the Chelsea block. But probably two of the three... Uh, better options in in Rudiger and James weren't available yesterday. It looks like both may be short term, but um, it was interesting. You know, be interesting in a bit to look at the um, effective ownerships for Chelsea's because the defensive ownership is probably not as high as I thought I thought it would be. But therefore, you know, it could be just for pure lack of options yesterday. Because I don't know, like how you feel, but like you know, Shalabar and. And maybe even Alonso a little bit, and you know, and um, and players like that. You're not really sure how much they're going to play of the remaining six or seven, are you? It was, it was one of those horrible hours yesterday where you're like, oh, what am I going to do? I was all set on bringing in Reese James. I didn't in the end. I think I brought in, um, I brought in Silver. I think you know he's a good bet, obviously going forward. And I went for Havertz in the end, which wasn't really part of the plan, but I had the exact money, so I thought it was fate. The wrong way to play. I think. If, I think. Well, yeah, but I think if you were trying to push. Chelsea's got the short-term fixtures, as we know, and that's the reason for it. And if you were trying to push to get the top 100, because you, you said you're like 140th mm. just now, if you're pushing for the top 100, I think Gordon Havertz over Mount, who was the more popular move, was a calculated, like a, a good calculated risk, I think. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Um, yeah, 143rd overall. Not many transfers left now. We're getting down we're getting down down to it now where every single transfer is like a, a, a double hover over the button as opposed to, as opposed to a few weeks yeah. ago. But good stuff. Uh, for any new watchers and listeners, uh, you are very, very welcome. If you haven't subscribed yet, please press the subscribe button at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen and set the alert so you don't miss our podcasts and live streams. Also, please press the like button if you enjoy our content. Uh, welcome, Ian Parrin. Scored 85 so far this week. He has been flying up the leaderboard recently. Uh, Julian Wardle, uh, afternoon one and all. Have a great show. Interested in how much credit Fergie's taken for playing Mark Williams into such a magnificent sparkling form at the Crucible. I am taking full credit, Julian. And I still haven't had a chance to spot it, but he did actually steal my uh, cue towel as well. He has to borrow it and he took it with him and I'm still yet to spot whether he's actually using it in the crucible. In that case I'm taking more, more than full credit for keeping his queue nice and clean and smooth um, but yeah if you spot him uh, I think it was a peridon like a blue peridon towel wiping his queue that is my that is my towel. Um, Julian scored 92 this week. Uh, Perry Hart is in as well, still absolutely flying. Uh, Ryan Fitzsimmons, Carl JB, first time watching live, doing badly in Sky. Uh, hope for some telegraph tips, though, as as flying there. Well done, Carl, uh, and and um, welcome for joining us live for the first time. Tom Hartnell, Liam Dorian, uh, Amon Deep has scored 99 points this week. Uh, Ryan says, worried about Rudiger's playing time now. It's been announced he's leaving. I'm sure we will touch on Rudiger in a second. Um, Amon Deep is pushing for a top 100. He went with Werner. Um, and the dad course, the Perrins flying, will be listening later, wanted to say hi. Mark Daniels and Paul Jones at Skyplay in the FPL. Welcome or great to have you with us. Um, 
So today uh, we're going to look at the new top 1k ownership and key points from the last game week. We'll also take a look at the defensive EOs from the big defences following the weekend's transfer usage, preview next weekend's fixtures before taking on masses again of Twitter questions. We'll look at the updated mini-leagues and the overall leaderboard um, as we uh, as the end begins to draw in. And, and Connor Thompson keeping his cue clean and smooth. Uh, indeed, Connor, you know, we just, just got to do these things, haven't we? Um, we should announce as well, Fergie, and this is my fault, not yours, that Barry Morrison correctly predicted that Pope's ownership would be 62% after that single match day as well. So congratulations, Barry. Who's a fellow Scot and lives, um, well, I don't know that he's actually Scottish, but he lives in Scotland. He lives in a small town just outside Edinburgh. You must be Scottish to live in Scotland, surely, Paul. <laughs> well done, well done, Barry. Uh, he's posted me, um, uh, he's posted me, he sent me his address and the hub. Uh, mug will be will be flying out to him very very soon. Well then, Barry. Okay, let's have a look at the total points from the weekend. Top of the shop, uh, quite surprising. I would well, well, yeah, surprising. Hall Gabriel Jesus, thirty one pointer. That was the punt to go for this week, wasn't it? Incredible. Uh, James Ward Prowse, nineteen. Joe Linton, eighteen. Andy Robertson banging the seventeen pointer. Saka, thirteen. Matip. 13 as well. Alonso in there with a 12-pointer. And Nick Pope, 11-pointer. Paul, what were your takes from the weekend? Yeah, there was a few dodgy Liverpool team leaks going on around uh, 1pm yes, yesterday, which doesn't affect FPL, which I guess is the main um, reader of those team, team leaks anyway. But I hope that anyone that was potentially thinking of bringing in Robertson did so, and that didn't put them off because, um, yeah, I'd have been, if, if that was your plan all along and that put you off, yeah, a bit of a sickener. And I, I know a few people that did, but I'd seen a few people on Twitter that made the Robertson move, which was uh, excellent for them. I also hope that I didn't put people off Matip in the, some of the hub chats. Uh, I, I didn't, couldn't see him playing three times within a week, but um, maybe those fears of them... Um, not being able to to compete as regularly as the, the other Liverpool options is kind of defunct now, and um, yeah, he looks like a great um, a great asset for the running. Nice price point as well. Trying to find a point of, is there a point still that I would consider moving back on to Liverpool? Perhaps on the Aston Villa game that's coming up on the Tuesday night, they still have a few extra games, especially if somebody's injured or. Maybe you want to move back off your Chelsea player when the, the volumes and fixtures swing back around. Uh, Marcus Alonso, again, well done to those that brought him in yesterday, 7.9. He looks like he'll probably play the majority of games till the end of the season now. Um, I did see a few a few Sky managers, uh, Sky Twitter handles, moving off Nick Pope yesterday, which I found really surprising. Um, I think his fixtures look great till the end of the season. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't have surprised me yesterday if he picked up Man of the Match award as well. He seems like he's a he's a sky darling for that. So yeah, I wasn't wasn't too sure that maybe people were just blocking up to try and offer a differential and then just hedge your bets and hope that that Burnley concede. Um, especially if you're trying to make up ground as opposed to the whole ground. Perhaps that was the the rationale for that. Spurs disappointed again. I think um, have had a shot on target now in two games. I think. Not good at all, and uh, that that is shown in Harry Kane's uh, drop off in the top one k ownership. He's down to third now. Uh, top of the shop now, João Cancelo ninety two point two, banged in another you know 
fairly decent county performance. He ended up with seven points, I want to say, in the end on Saturday, even though they conceded, so it would have been uh, 12-pointer. Uh, Salah, 90%. Um, not not really doing it at the moment. Obviously, only doing it against Man United, as everyone are at the moment. Other than that, just the odd assist here and there. Harry Kane down to 82.5. That's probably a mixture of maybe of people moving off him, for, I don't know, potentially a Chelsea defender, potentially Van Dijk or someone along those lines. Oops. There was, it was a late update in the ownership stats this morning, so I've got some further updates Oof. to those. So Laporte was at 67. Like, so people that went down, Laporte was at 67. He's went down to 56. Wow. Cancelo was at 92. He's went down to 88. Rudiger was at 42. He's went down to 27. Say Pope, Pope dropped in 20, 20 owners in the top 1K. That obviously won't be to do with or little fact that that'd be to do with movement because um, based on picking up the 11-pointer, Van Dijk went up from 52 to 62, so on average, 100 new owners. Matip, 13 to 22, so 100 new owners from Matip, roughly. Silva, 17 to 45, so 300-ish. Mount, 8.8 up to 38.3, 300 new owners for him. Averts, 6.2 up to 24, so you can see a lot of even though we didn't like, even though when you look at the effective ownership, which we will talk about in the defensive stats just now, there was a lot of moves made yesterday, just perhaps not where we expected them to, to have been. Interesting because um, Sky didn't publish the transfer stats, did they? But I think now yeah. I'm down to three, I think. And I don't feel that that is massively outside the realms of the average. Um, I made a couple of moves on the weekend, as I say. I'm down to four. I might be on four. I'm on three or four. Um, but yeah, that that probably feels now about right with you know the, the kind of four four weekends left now, aren't they? Really? So you know, one a one a weekend. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, apologies for this ownership slide. I did take this last night. I didn't. I didn't think to be honest it would be it would be updated. But the rest of the stats are are up to date. Um, touching on Chelsea's then, Paul, you've got a bit of a story around Chelsea's um, effective ownership over the last uh, week or so. Yeah, so I was just tracking. So, the, so they had the, the Chelsea game midweek last week where I thought people might go onto the Chelsea players early, particularly when Rudiger didn't, didn't appear in, in, in the movements there. Um, so I took a, a snapshot before that game, after that game, and then again this, um, this morning after the moves as well. So looking at the back line, so it was on a, a 0.75 ownership. The midweek didn't change it much, went to 0.81 and then up to 1.14. So I, I think it's fair to say you and I would anticipate um, more kind of two, two-ish. So just now if you've got a Chelsea playing asset and you, you only have one, your effective ownership's one, if they keep a clean sheet, you're not getting to, like it's not too detrimental to you because because of the 1.14 average. And that's with the other ones that might not be playing as well in that. So it's all about obviously having the playing, the, the playing defender there, like Thiago Silva. So so do you think, you know, obviously Mount flew up to 38%. Yes, they have it yeah. flew up to 24 Do you think those moves were made in lieu of, um, you know, so, sorry, instead of Rudiger and Reese James? Do we think Rudiger and Reese yeah. James would have gone through the roof? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that that some people might have went there as a bit of a differential. But I think that on the basis that the, the, that you start the game almost at five points with the, the Chelsea centre-halves, yeah. that 
picking up three of those guys, knowing that that's a, if they keep a clean sheet, that that's a guaranteed 30 points. I think that that would have been the play before. But with that, people moved on to the same mount and to a lesser extent, but more more for a punt when Havertz as well. Even Alonso flipped to 21%. Um, obviously, yeah. that may be some from outside coming into the top 1K yesterday, you know, but that's, that's massive. And Rudiger dropping down to 27 from, I think it was 47 last week. So, you know, obviously a lot of, of people will have fallen out at the top 1K with Rudiger, but also a lot of people would probably have sold him. News, I think, either last night or today that Rudiger could be back in training this week and could be available for Thursday's match. Even if he's not available for that match, you know, they, they still do have three games in pretty quick succession after that until Wednesday, 11th of May. Do you think that that's the right move, Paul? I know you moved Rudiger on in Telegraph, didn't you? Um, if you'd have held him in Sky, would you have moved him on or not? I wouldn't have if I had if I had if I was short on transfers. But if I had a lot, like I did in Telegraph, I had well above the average. So I thought of moving him on and then bringing him back in for someone different, so that I'm still ending up on the team that I want to get, albeit with a like daisy chain type type moving. And I, and I could see why. Sky managers might have wanted to do that. But with it being kind of inconclusive and transfer volumes running a bit short, because Chelsea didn't really hurt that many people yesterday. No, no. And, and, they, kept a, and, and they kept a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas now it appears that Liverpool's effective ownership in defence is 1.21 and Man City's is 1.47. They're the defences that can hurt you more if you only have one of their assets when they're keeping clean sheets. So looking at Liverpool's uh, next then, Van Dijk up to 62.9, uh, Matip 22.6, Alexander-Arnold 26. Did you say it's kind of, was it or was it overall, Paul, 1 point? 1.21, yeah. 1.21 for Liverpool. It's quite a spread, isn't it? It's quite a spread between the three defences, just o- just over one for for all all three there. The interesting one there for me is Man City. Did you say Man City was 1.47? 1.47, that's right, yeah. But, it, but in that time, Liverpool uh, played twice over City's once and Chelsea played another three yeah. times over City's once. I had, I, see, I had to think about this yesterday as well when I was when I was like making my moves to bring the two Chelsea assets. And I just, I got to the point, I always think long-term anyway, but I had to start thinking more long-term and... What would I be using the remaining transfers for? Yeah. And there's there's one captaincy day that I don't have covered. There's another whereas if Saka, if we find out that Saka's yeah. injury was serious and he was out, that's another captaincy day I don't have covered. Um, so I, I looked from now to the end of the season and I added up the fixtures and I thought where the points would come. And that's where, why I didn't move off the Man City defence. And I wonder if that's the same reason why others perhaps didn't as well. Like if you had eight or nine transfers yesterday, I think that I still think, I agree that that would be the play. Come off City, move on to, the, move on to those players there uh, and then bring them back in when they, when their extra fixture gets, gets announced and, and pile up. That's that's what I did yesterday. I moved Laporte on to Silva yesterday, I think, and I moved, I can't remember the other player, I think I moved the midfielder on to Havertz. But yeah, it definitely, I think yesterday's kind of late, late moves, uh, sorry, late Team news and 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 stuff definitely played in my mind, and I think that looking at Man City um, as well, looking at the Champions League, Diaz is back. Ake's been playing a bit more. 
I th- I took a bit of a chance, you know, looking at the end of last season, uh, City did rotate a little bit. Liverpool just played that that back for every game, and uh, you know, and Liverpool as well. Um, to be fair, I, I kept a lot of clean sheets towards the you know towards back end of last season. Chelsea now got nothing really to play for, so you you well apart from obviously holding on to third, so you pre- you know expect they would probably keep you know well with with injuries as well they'll probably keep. I don't know, uh, out of their five defenders, maybe a, a pool of six or seven. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting there now, this this final dynamic of trying to squeeze an extra game out of someone. And, you know, I've moved off Laporte. I don't know whether I'll move back onto it or not. Um, obviously, the Man City Wolves game is going back in, assuming the title race will be wide open. I probably will bring him in, actually. Uh, but maybe maybe off someone else, maybe off a midfielder or something, rather than you know, and do and do the daisy chain. But um, yeah, I, I definitely expected it to be a little bit more. I, I I prefer it like this for the game itself because there's a real mixture of of defenses, midfields now, aren't there? I think the attack, you know, is still fairly fairly stagnant, but it's kind of wide open, and we're seeing you know reasonably sized swings now whenever a clean sheet happens for those who have yep. doubled and tripled up which is good well yesterday I, I had a Liverpool defender and I had Salah's captain and when full time came I went down positions having had already had Pope keep a clean sheet Thiago Silva kept a, kept a clean sheet as well so I think that the more obvious moves I, I think that Thiago Silva was, a, was an obvious move for people to make yesterday and, and and the hope that he starts against Man Manchester United midweek as well, but that's it's herd herd mentality now. Or, or, or everyone's got the information to to make those moves as well, so it is getting tougher. We have just had uh, thank you, Liam, uh, for putting that the transfer stats have just been released by by Sky in this last minute. Um, how 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 cool is that? Breaking news! Breaking news! Uh, top ten average remaining three points. So is this from today? Is this, this from is, today? Yeah, then? following this weekend's fixtures. This is of now. Uh, bear in mind, obviously, there's a couple of games this week as well. Um, yeah. Top ten three point seven, top one hundred three point eight, top one thousand four point two, top five thousand four point four. So that's kind of averaging around the four mark. There uh, of 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 remaining transfers. I don't know how much I've got left. Let me have a look. I've got three. I've got three. So I'm just just below there, which is uh, I think it's the first time all season I've been just below. But um, you're covered for t- you're covered for tonight as well. For tonight, yeah, which is um, which is something, and also that Spurs Arsenal. Uh, no, not Spurs Arsenal. Is it Spurs Arsenal? Yeah, Spurs Arsenal game. Oh. Don't know. Anyway, moving on to this evening then. Let's have a look at the fixtures remaining for this week. Uh, firstly, Palace versus Leeds. Um, looking at the effective ownership, Conor Gallagher, I think was he was 46% as of yesterday. Um, I think Rafinha, who's the other, you know, other obvious candidate for this evening, was, was quite low, wasn't he? Um, what are your thoughts on this game this yeah. evening, Paul? It's really, really interesting. I'm not convinced that I would bring in someone if I didn't already own them. But if I had a lot of transfers and I didn't, I think it's like this is teed up for someone like Zaha to do really well. And I think, like if I if I if I had a free punt at any player that I could pick for captaincy tonight, knowing that it's not detrimental to my team having to use a transfer bring in or transfer get out. But if I was looking at this a one-off game, I think someone like Zaha could do really really well. I think. The, the masses will have Gallagher if he starts. I think 
some people might actually bring him in as well. Heard Gehi talked about quite a bit. Not convinced that Palace pick up passes against Leeds. However, if you're holding Gehi till through to the end of the season, Palace do have some nice fixtures and, and you could be a, a nice hold through to the end of the season as well. Palace's next three are mint. So they got Leeds, yeah. Southampton and Watford, who who are either at some stage of season or currently are whipping boys. Um, that goes through to Saturday the 7th of May. You could then move on to um, a Leicester player, potentially, you know, obviously kind of Europe-dependent Europe, Europe dependent there, um, even back onto an Arsenal player who've got five and four, even onto a um, Villa player onto the Tuesday. So you can get the three from Palace, including this captaincy, um, and then potentially move on to someone else than either on the Sunday or the following Tuesday. I think they're really good fixtures. I'd be tempted by someone like Zaha, you know, if I was chasing a little bit. Leeds, Southampton and Watford are fantastic attacking fixtures, aren't they? Yep. Um, yes. I still, I do think that if Gallagher plays, this could be one of those games that he, that he does really well in. Albeit, the fact he's been hooked after 60 minutes in the last two games, if it's through fatigue, Mm. You're you're going to be fatigued playing playing against Leeds as well, so um, I would surprise me again if he's taken off early. But if you've already got him in place, I don't I would waste the transfer and bringing someone else on. Yeah, Gallagher's now on fifty percent. Sorry, and Rafinha's not in the top fifteen. So yeah, it's like seven point four percent. I think so. That's forty percent of the top one thousand who, who haven't got a captain this evening. So you expect that transfer average to go down. I would guess a bit yeah. um, a bit this evening. Um, moving on to Thursday, Man United versus Chelsea. So this is the second of, of Chelsea's, you know, run run of games. Uh, think we hopefully expect Rudiger and Rhys James to potentially both both be back for that one. By the sounds of it, um, interesting. United, you always know they're going to concede a couple of goals and they're probably going to lose, but they always seem to score as well, don't they? So what do you expect this to be? I'm thinking like a two-one Chelsea, maybe or three-one Chelsea. Yeah. We're just waiting for, remember, like, it's not happened this season, but in seasons gone by, my United have turned up to a game where everybody fully expected them to get mm. slaughtered, and then they've turned it around. Like, they beat Man City, it was the last season, they beat them 2-0 in a, in a one-off game as well. Fernando scored the penalty. Um, but, yeah, I just, I think Chelsea were quite cagey at the weekend there. I think it could be cagey, something like a 1-0 or... One all or two one to Chelsea, maybe. I think if maybe you've got a lot of of transfers left, United do have a three for one now. Um, you know, over a fair few teams as well. You know, after, after this period, definitely over Man City, uh, home to Chelsea, home to Brentford, so we would cover a captaincy and away to Brighton. So that would be an effective four for one if you know if you go for Ronaldo, yeah. for example. Um, yeah, just like so, if you're going Ronaldo, I guess you're like. Even if you have budget, it's likely that you would have to move on Kane, Son, Salah, or perhaps one of the, the more expensive Liverpool defenders. And that one for one, unless you were captain in Ronaldo against Chelsea, that one for yeah. one almost get, like get, gets like even out by Liverpool playing at the weekend and Spurs playing at home at Leicester. Both have got nice fixtures. I would be more. I'd still be more tempted, even if I did want a Man United player, to wait until Monday night to bring them in. Yeah, make sure that they're that they're starting. Yeah, Ronaldo's had uh, had an odd 
odd niggle, haven't he, at times? Is it his back or something yeah. where sometimes he just doesn't turn up? I think he's done a couple of times a season, haven't he, in the last, definitely this year. Um, if Rudiger and James did start, do you expect Chelsea defensive EO to go up a lot more or do you think that, that people kind of have made their bed now? I think so. I think it might go up a little bit. It probably will go up a little bit. Knowing that you get the, you're you're effectively getting the extra game just now, but I can't see too many changes. Like I'm in the position now. I didn't have Rudiger in the first place, so it's worked out not too bad for me. But um, I wouldn't consider bringing on bringing on back in, in that game. Okay, cool. Um, looking at the weekend's games, early kick off: uh, Newcastle versus Liverpool. Uh, Wolves, Brighton, Watford, Burnley, Southampton, Palace, Villa, Norwich, and then finishing off with Leeds against Man City. Uh, you probably guess that Salah would be the default captain. You get to see the lineups, which is obviously good, uh, especially since Liverpool are playing a lot of games at the moment. Away to Newcastle doesn't strike me as a very easy game. You know, Newcastle been playing very well. I think they've won. Uh, their, their last few games at home as well, haven't they? Um, are you tempted to look elsewhere or do you, will you just go with the polls? I think I'll just go with the polls, which it's going to be bad for me because my if Van Dijk and Matip both play, then the majority of people will be on Salah. And I'll, I'm going to go down, I'm going to drop and rank because I've only got because Regardless, yeah. You'll be hoping for Newcastle yeah. to score. Probably, yeah. Which is a bit... <laughs> Which is which is nuts thinking about it, but that's yeah, that's that's why we look at you as well. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'll go and sell. We, we know that he can still, on his day, still destroy teams, and I would rather take other risk averse approach than, than try and push on. Leeds and Man City. Do you think that because they're playing Leeds, City's passing bonus is a a threat at all in this game? It'd be interesting to see since. He also left and, and Jesse Marsh came in with like somebody might pick me up on this, but Leeds haven't played one of the top teams yet. So I don't know if their style of play might then allow defend like defenders from the top top teams that are possession based to, to hold on. So yeah. I wouldn't like to say either way. Traditionally that would have been the case though, yeah. Do you think but that I think the Liverpool I just Oh sorry, go me, sorry. So so I say what I think there's no like it's now five into three for Liverpool, like, as in they've got five very, very capable attackers for their three positions. Definitely. And I think that there will become a, a time when Salah does get a rest in the league. But with us seeing the with us seeing the lineup, I'd maybe maybe be more inclined to pick Van Dijk as captain or an alternative elsewhere. Yeah. When when Liverpool play in the future and it's not that you don't see the lineup. Do you think that the Man City lineup could depend on the Liverpool result? Just think if someone like Cancelo, for example, if they want to give him a rest, you know, I know he's not playing this week because he's banned, or 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 even Laporte because he played and came off early. Do you think that if Liverpool win, City will almost be forced to play their strongest team? Or nah, I think that Pep picks his team based on opponents like Luke Williams the godfather does a, does a great thread on what his opinions on what the, the Man City team is going to be every week and the reasons why he picks all the players and it's not because they played the last game or didn't play the last game albeit there will be a small element of that in, in it um, I think like Pep picks his teams based on who the opposition are and um, the strengths of his players to deal with 
the threat of the opposition. And therefore, because the opposition's not changing and Leeds play a certain style, that they'll upset the team and that they'll be a team based on that rationale. Spurs and Leicester on Sunday. See the lineup. Same for Everton and Chelsea. Uh, we don't get to see West Ham and Arsenal. You'd assume that Kane or maybe Son um, would be highest captaincy option here. Any other any alternatives? People must people. I can't imagine many people at the top. I know you can look at Son's ownership and it's still relatively high in the top thousand, but I think that concentration of Son ownership higher up will be much lower now. And it might be some people that don't have the transfers to take him out that are still still holding on to him. Um, I think that Kane will probably still be the most popular captain there. And that's based on opposition and the fact that Leicester's probably going to rotate quite a bit with the Europa Conference League game. It's either side of that, as opposed to how well Spurs are playing, because as you alluded to earlier on, um, we've had a shot on target in the last two games. So. And then the interest. Harry, oh, sorry, go on. Harry, Harry Kane's got a really good record against Leicester as well, if, if memory serves me well. Yeah, I think I, I think of the last few games, I was having an hour about taking out Kane. He's got an excellent record against Leicester. Um, obviously, then, then they've got Liverpool. He's got an excellent record in the um, in the North London derby. They then got Burnley and then Norwich. Um, he does okay against Liverpool as well, doesn't he? I think he, I think he does. Spurs, Spurs do tend to score against the big teams. You know, Liverpool, Man City, yeah, they tend to do all right against attack. them. Yeah, something like yeah. a 2-1 or a 2-all or something. So, yeah. And then the really interesting one, uh, Monday the 2nd of May, Man United versus Brentford. Now, this is interesting because not many people who own either these, so a transfer will likely definitely be used here. What's your initial thoughts? Do you know what I've started thinking about based on a question that was asked? And it's a really good question. And it's not... And I've started thinking about not who's the best player to get in, but who would I take out to get there? Mm. And this honestly got me now contemplating skipping it as opposed to bringing in a Brentford player. Like, I'm, st- I'm not saying I'm definitely not going to bring in Ronaldo as well. It would be, if I was bringing in Ronaldo, it would probably be Kane to Ronaldo and then, like, reverse it further down the line, which when people have got limited transfers now, two transfers, they really want to be using that for a pun on one game. Looking at that game in isolation, Ronaldo is the best captaincy option. And I'm sure his ownership on that night will dictate that as well. Those that have got extra transfers... I think it makes more sense to bring in, but I'm now honestly veering, and it's not because of the Brentford player that I bring, because Ericsson and Toy are both good options, and Brentford do have some of these fixtures afterwards as well. We talked about that on either last week or the week before his pod, but I'm now thinking, do I really want to take any any of the players out that I've got on my team? But when you add up doubling that Brentford there to get the fixture volume to the end, and then you compare that to someone like you know, if Gallagher goes in, scores and gets an assist tonight, right? He's flavour of the month again for everybody. And Crystal Palace has got a really good run. Do I really want to be taking Gallagher out for a Brentford player knowing that Crystal Palace have the same volume of fixtures even if you double up a Brentford player on that night? So it, this is, again, goes back to what I was talking about earlier about the Man City and thinking, did I want to take a Man City player out yesterday? Because... I really need to be thinking right to the end of the season on every move that I'm making now. Yeah, I think I think I think I think it's a really good point. That's and that's exactly my my thinking as well. It's not who I want to bring in, 
it's every player in my team at the moment is in because they've got a role to play in my team. Either they're, you know, like a Chelsea player, they've got all these, you know, abundance of fixtures, a Liverpool defender, Cancelo's not going anywhere. Um, you know, Saka's there because he's on form and they have a captaincy day later. Um, I've got continue my team. A lot I've got Ramsey because Villa have got a lot of fixtures toward the end. Kane, you know, has got that really nice running fixture. Salah is Salah. It's very difficult for me to actually choose who, you know, who to take out rather than who who to bring in. So I think I think for those, uh, you know, who are in a good position, I think you maybe afford to skip. I think I would be tempted to because I'm probably chasing a little bit. You know, I, I, I'd probably be tempted to make a move, I think. But I, I'm, I'm more tempted by Brentford than the United for a couple of reasons. I think Brentford should have beaten Spurs on the weekend. Um, I think the way United defend, I can see Brentford definitely scoring at least one goal, if not two. Um, I think the price points, you know, the price points for the players are really nice. You can downgrade nearly when anyone in your team for a Brentford player. I'm not exactly sh- sure how much Ericsson is, but I know Tony and Bomo, for example, are both incredibly cheap. Um, Ericsson was like 7.8 and Tony was 7.9, I think. Oh, I'll confirm that just now. And Brentford's fixtures, you know, as, as we said, immediately after that, they've got Southampton, who have been pretty awful defensively of late. Then they've got Everton, um, who could even, you know, I doubt it, but could even be relegated by then. And they finish at home to Leeds, which is a really nice uh, last end. Of, you can see that being a bit of a ding-dong, can't you, with, you know, with a few goals. So... I don't just think it's the one game. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a few there. I do agree. Maybe Ronaldo is probably the best option. Uh, but then after he plays Brighton the following Saturday, you know, you want to get rid. So that's definitely two transfers there for United player because they've only got the one game. Then at the end, at the end of the season, whereas in that time, um, Brentford have got another one in there as well. So I fancy Brentford, not just because it's trying to be a bit smart, it's because I actually think they are better yeah. options both in the game and, and probably for the rest of the season, personally. Uh, if you run out of transfers and one of your players gets injured, you're no longer thinking, is it the right net move? Because anybody you move to is going to pick up points. And therefore, like, so what, again, what I'm thinking of is what the value of a transfer is. Yeah. If you're kind of on the average or under the average, is probably more than what we think it is normally. Good shout. Okay, uh, thank you so much for everyone who sent in questions. We had loads, and we'll try and get to as many as we can. We've already answered a few. Um, interesting one from Aaron Tatler with with Sky's Unlimited Love for Nick Pope. Um, what do we think about Pope? So you mentioned Paul that um, Pope uh, was taken out by a few yesterday. Is he just set and forget for me? I've got 11 players on my team, of which I wouldn't talk, I, I have. When I'm thinking of moves that I'm potentially going to make, it doesn't involve five or six players. And he's one of those five or six players. Yeah. I just think that. I think, if I, again, if you had an abundance of transfers and you wanted to try something different and go block defence, I still would try and get to Liverpool block because of how expensive they are that nobody else could get a, a, a block back four or back five of Liverpool and therefore if Pope to Allison was that move and you were hedging against Burnley keeping clean sheets with Liverpool keeping clean sheets that that's a strategy that could be played but for me yeah like the fact he's a sky darling I think he could pick up man of the match in, in any any game picks up saves I, I just don't see any immediate concern about taking him out uh, Paul Jones uh, following up a question is Pope to Raya the one to go for in terms of the single game day? 
I just don't, I just don't see it personally. Um, I don't know. I could, I see them conceding anyway, but you're not really getting a massive extra benefit from. Yeah, in uh, Sky Game Week 40, Burnley play twice and Brentford only play once. So, like, bear in mind the, like, the extra, like, you're almost losing one of your extras by doing the captaincy there anyway, if you're talking fixture volume. Ian Parrin, a question for Paul. If you're running a spread bet on when Fergie will need to dip into his extra transfers, uh, what what would be your over and under day? I'm going for him using his last transfer, being a Tottenham asset for the North London derby. Um, well, it's like when Ian asks a question, it's like an escape room. Like I'm trying to figure out what like what his logic is that he's used to get there. And I think he's gone on the assumption that you would perhaps take out Kane, bring in Ronaldo, and then do the flip there because otherwise you're going to have a captain for the North London Derby and you probably won't be bringing in an additional player there. So I would go with after that. And I'm always a nearest to the target kind of guy without going for the specifics. So I'd go for Sunday the 15th or Thursday. I'll go, I'd go Thursday the 19th. Thursday the 19th will be... Um, when you'll use your last transfer fairly. You think I'll use my last transfer? You you still think I'll have a transfer left the day before the end of the season? I I won't have. I know I won't have. I got three. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got three left. Um, as I say, I'm reasonably happy with my team at the moment. But exactly, we talked about we. So this, so that, this is factor. We talked a lot about um, a lot about before we went on air. Try we try and talk not too much about Sky before we go on air in case we in case we talk about all the content that we're going to talk about and therefore that but if you really like your team just now and you've not got plans to take out any players then you come to the, the Thursday the 19th of May which is just before the end of the season you might have an injury to deal with or something like that there um, and you know that you're guaranteed an extra game from someone um, like it's all dependent on injuries and stuff like that as well right it's 13 game days away. One thing I will say is I won't be hokey-cokey in. With three transfers left, I'm not going to use two of those to bring a captain in and take it back. Absolutely not. I won't be doing that. If, if I do do something, it will be for Tony or Ericsson to leave him in for the rest of the season because they've got that nice run. If he didn't have a nice run, I wouldn't even you know, consider it personally. Uh, John L says, I've been swithering all week for a block Liverpool defence. They're doing, they're doing the business, aren't they? Um Next question, uh, Amon Tatler. Should I go Son over Kane? 1.2 million saving to improve the team elsewhere. Uh, it's just, you know, risk, risk reward, right? Because Kane's ownership is still 80, was it 82% we said earlier? Um, yeah. Son's obviously a lot less than that. So Kane's going to be exactly, my answer would be exactly what you said. Your risk appetite. You know that on Sunday, the first that Kane's, well, in my opinion, is going to be the highest captain's player. Um, then probably not against Liverpool. You can imagine that would uh, on the Saturday seventh is probably going to be Salah or another asset elsewhere. And on Thursday the twelfth of May, Spurs versus Arsenal. Even though Saka's ownership's high, I still think that Kane's captain. Like Kane will be the most captain that day as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's all to it's all to it. Risk adversity. If you if you think that you can make up the points elsewhere by saving the money, then go for it. But we're going to be going into two captain days where you're picking a differential captain, and and maybe you're okay with that if you're trying to 
gain ground if you're trying to hold rank. Um, I probably wouldn't. Really good question from Paul. That's going to ask I play in FPL, which which we answered earlier actually about the um, which players in the template would you prepare to lose for the United and Brentford game. So this, yeah, so so it was Paul's question that had me thinking. Okay. I, I really good point. That. Yeah. yeah, and it's and, it, and it's probably something that I hadn't spent too much time thinking on before before he asked the question. I was still in that position where I didn't know what I was going to do. I'd, I still don't know what we're going to do with regards to captaincy in that day anyway. But. There's a lot of football to be played before then as well. And, you know, yeah. Chelsea played twice before then. Palace played twice. You know, it may be easy. It may be Rudiger ruled out for the season or something along those lines, you know. But, uh, yeah. Exactly. And talking about Rudiger, uh, what to do with Rudiger for those with limited transfers? Hold and hope or use that spot to cover the upcoming single captaincy days? Um, so I'm, I'm in a position, Paul and... I'm deaf. I'm I'm holding for the time being. I think I just think they've got, even if he misses out United on Thursday, they've still got enough really short-term good fixtures. Even if he misses out again on Thursday, they still have three for two over City, for example. You know, even if he does miss, if he, you know, if he does play, it's a four for two. So um, I'm I'm personally just happy to hold for the time being. Like I'm I'm in your position, Paul. Uh, I've got three left. I think Rudiger when he's fit is one of the top five or six assets in the whole game. Um, he's actually a differential now, I think. I think his ownership's gone down, we said, from, was it 47 to 27 or something? Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's a lovely pick. Um, I'm, def- I'm definitely holding. I'll probably look more, you know, even if he doesn't make this week, Sunday the 1st, or if he doesn't make that one, then it's like, ugh, may have to move him on. Um, but, but yeah, I, I'm not in any rush. Would you have any alternative advice, Paul? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dave, simple goal. I would love to know both our overhaul sides if we were making one today. Uh, interesting question. Assuming the slightly different transfers mean you create different sides. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to build one. Sorry, I've been uh, a bit back to back this morning, but got a chance. Yeah, to I've, I've went with something like Pope, Van Dyke, Matip, Thiago Silva, Gehi. Covers your captaincy tonight. Cancelo, Ramsey, Coutinho, Saka. I honestly think that Coutinho could play a massive differential. I know that you've got him. He's only in, I think it was 7.6 7. teams. Come on. Um, Come on. It was something really low like that. I'll confirm that just now. And they got Norwich um, Saturday as well. Well, and, and Coutinho's stats at home are much better than 6.6. His stats at home are much better than right. they are away. And they've got four. And they've got four fixtures at home in the next five as well. So that's it for uh, me. That's to... that's settled. I will be captaining Coutinho on Saturday ahead of Salah. Because Salah, I was I'm a bit like this anyway, because I think they'll manage his minutes. I wait to Newcastle, Newcastle been playing well. That's my differential yeah. punt this weekend. Interesting, very interesting. Uh, Saka makes up that midfield three and then Kane and Salah. That means I don't I've not written in a captaincy for Next Monday, I don't know how much budget it is because I wrote it on the fly just before we went on air. Maybe like then moving Gehi on to so even you could if you don't want Gehi, you could add Zaha in there and then transfer Zaha to Tony next Monday night and gives you a, a nice chain on one of the transfers as well. So something like that. On Sunday the eighth as well, both um, Leicester and Everton. Uh, sorry, Le- uh, Leicester. Yeah, Leicester and Everton go into a run of five fixtures to. St- you know, some other teams, one or two as well, just just for volume, you know. Gordon's look 
good to be a fair avenue. Madison's looked really good. You maybe yeah. hope that Everton are scrapping for relegation. You could stick in Pickford, for example. You know, even if he keeps three clean sheets in Richard, that five, he'll be Richard, good. Richarlison. Richarlison. Yeah, because yeah, the fixes are pretty decent as well for both of them, aren't they? So. Is, is this so? Is it like I've not? Like, I don't think I've seen a season like this in Sky where every time that a game day happens, my opinion on what a template would, uh, an overhaul team would look like at that point in time, completely changes. Um, so many injuries happening. There's there's so many like form like purple patches emerging and disappearing as quick like Son came through. Gallagher's been on really poor form recently, so. Um, it's just really important, in my opinion, to reset every day and think about how your plan has changed, if it needs to change. Um, and don't worry too much about if you bought a player in and that was a long-term play. And don't transfer the person out in frustration and bring in someone that looks like it's got an upside for that day just because that's happened. Just, just reset as if it's you're building now to the end of the season um, and pick from that. Nice. Um, we've answered quite a lot of questions. Neil SkyFF uh, says, any ideas as when Southampton versus Liverpool? And um, Ian has said, Tuesday, May the 17th. He's asked that. He's answered that quite specifically there. Um, so yeah. you can probably look to pencil that one in. Oh, yeah, the Wolves City ones. Everybody was, like, a lot of people were touting it as for the 11th of May, but recent revelations suggest that that was going to go further back into the 19th. Although, Someone else said that that's been confirmed later on today about the date yeah. for that. Definitely. So that um, so City could have a, a really nice final four games from Sunday the eighth of May. Hop back on the City there could be, could be quite nice. Um, well, well, they will have either way, won't they? Because um, whether it's on the eleventh or or the one later, they're going to have a really good four fixes to finish the season with there. Uh, Sam, when is the best hop off for Madison? Uh, room for one more defender. Uh, currently, has VVD, Laporte, Cancelo, and Silva. No captain cover for United versus Brentford. Um, I think even now, where is it? Even now, Chelsea have a three for one now over Leicester. But assuming, yeah, you've got Silva already. They've also got, um, uh, yeah, I'd be, I don't know, I'd be tempted to. If I, th- I think, I think the time to hop off him was this weekend, just gone to a Chelsea player or Liverpool defender. I think now the fact that, you know, after next weekend, then the following Sunday, they start that run of five games. Do you think it's a bit late, Paul, or would you still say to move on to someone else? He hasn't got a Man United player or, or, or captain in mind for that day. From that Man United team, I, I wouldn't be punting for anybody it's apart hard. from Ronaldo. Yeah, same. It's hard, isn't it? Um it's- Strange situation with Edinburgh, that's the case, but I can't think of anyone I would I would want to go for. because um, they're all overpriced for their for their performance as well, aren't they? So yeah. Yeah. we're tempted to leave it to be honest and just you know, I think I think the time to move off him was was a weekend just gone. You potentially, potentially want him back later on now. Yeah. Um and if you're not getting a fixture volume from someone, yeah. Uh, Sky FF Wilson currently have uh, Thiago Silva Reese James. Would you consider ditching one? Bear in mind the uncertainty of a Chelsea lineups. Currently have no coverage for Palace, Leeds, or United, Brentford. I wouldn't be getting rid of Thiago Silva, personally. Reece- you wouldn't. 
No. Oh, sorry. Oh, Reese James, difficult one because he is quite injury prone, isn't he? Um, but he, he doesn't have any any captaincy for Palace. So you could probably, you know, ignore United's Brentford for now and sort. You know, you'll have a lot more information by then. I mean, you would be sick if you made the move to Palace or Leeds player tonight, and then the Chelsea lineup had Reese James and not Thiago Silva on on yeah. Thursday. And bear, and bear in mind, Chelsea play twice. Um, before the next Monday game as well, you know the other United Brentford one. I don't know. I'd be, I think I'd be tempted to leave it unless there's someone more more obvious. I'd be tempted to leave it personally. Do you think, Paul? Yeah. Same. Uh, DB, if you don't own anyone, Palace or Leeds is tonight a skip. I, I, I would honestly, if you've got a couple of, tra- if you've got like I don't know four or five or more transfers, I do think Gallagher is. Is worth it. They do have six fixtures left, some really good fixtures. But the, this is the problem we've said: is unless you've got someone really obvious to take out, it's incredibly tough. It's the taking out part is the hard part, isn't it? But if you have got someone fairly obvious, even you know, even your Madison one there, you know, you're flip back onto Madison because you're getting a four, a four for one with captaincy. I think that could be worth it. But unless it's really obvious, I I probably wouldn't. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Dan asks, come the final day of the season, uh, how many of your players do you think will be from City and Liverpool? That's, that's interesting. Um, uh, so I've so I've got no, barring any injury, I've got, I don't think that I'll take out Laporte, Cancelo, Salah or Malibu defender. So that's at least four. And then the way that I use my remaining transfers is all going to be down to injuries, I think. So, if there comes up an opportunity to bring in Matip, then I might do so by taking out an injured player. Albeit I've not got a distinct plan for it, so mm. I'll go with four plus. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to have maybe five potentially. Four, no, maybe four. Um, I've only got three at the moment. Uh, I can see me bringing back a City player. My remaining three, I think, just because they got that lovely run um, from the eighth onwards. Um, yeah, but not not much more than that at you know at the moment. Uh, just a couple of questions on skipping. I think we've answered most of this. Gordon Bell, uh, Billy Fraser, Dan Barnes, they all ask around uh, skipping. Ben Skyff asks around. Tony or Ericsson, um, you know the the skipping Palace or Leeds, skipping United and Brentford. To me, it's down. You know, it's down to to, 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 to transfers counts. Billy has got seven seven left. He's nineteenth overall. Um, I would be tempted to go for Gallagher for his ownership and the fact that you know he has a three for one, really good fixtures over a lot of teams. I think with seven left, I'd be tempted to do that. Billy, um, anything to add on those on those, Paul? Who's who's the you know who's your best Brentford pick? Uh, and for me, and for me as well, yeah. Uh, Neil says, "Where the hell is Reese James?" Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise for those, um, you know, who, who who've picked him in the various formats. It's a tough one. That is. He says he's not got an injury, but he felt discomfort. He felt I discomfort. I I guess he'd be back Thursday personally. But... Yeah. Uh, and Matt Wallace and FPL Foxy. Uh, Matt asks, "What will you be swithering most about this week?" Um, an FPL Foxy, obvious moves that you anticipate the herd will make in the next seven or so days, say with between four to six 
transfers. I think for me, the most obvious one is probably next. Well, either this evening or next Monday. Um, I think if you've got four to six, I think I would go for Gallagher personally, and then maybe Daisy chain out to someone else potentially. But but Gallagher's a you know a really good option for the rest of the season with the number of fixtures they've got. Um, and I I I think Tony next week though you know um, a lot of people come you know will probably go for Ronaldo. You would guess as well. I can't think of any other really obvious moves there. There, Paul, the captaincy day is pretty easy apart from that. Yeah, I think so. There's not much at the weekend to come no. unless there's somebody's out, out against. There's information that somebody's out injured or, or not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick update on my team then. So I've got uh, Pope in goals. Very welcome 11 point on the weekend. Uh, brought in Thiago Silva for... Who did I bring him in for? I don't think I brought him in on the weekend. Uh, Matip, th- come on, my my defensive three cleaned up. Silver ten, Matip thirteen, Cancelo captain. So he got forty. Obviously, Rudiger blank. Where I'm going to hold him, I think. Coutinho, Saka thirteen, Gallagher playing this evening. Uh, brought brought in Havertz as well yesterday. For only um, only a two pointer, sadly. Um, Salah and Kane. Say in terms of plans it's, it is who to take out because I'm thinking of Tony for next week but every single one of my outfield players there has got a role to play there so it's it's a bit of a tough one um, and you know if there's one thing we've learned this season and well and in a few previous seasons if you're not sure don't do it it tends to be the the sage advice get more information especially when you've only got a couple of transfers left so as it stands now, if I had to, if that game was this evening, I probably wouldn't bring anyone in because I couldn't think who to take out. Obviously, that might and will likely all change by next week. So, um, yeah, that's currently where where I am at the moment on my team. Uh, looking at the leagues, Four Nations League, um, my second team is in sixth place, catching up to the closing pack. I did go all it. I did go all in on Chelsea. I had a couple of extra transfers in that one, so I went all in yesterday. Silver. Uh, Aspilicueta, uh, Werner, Havertz and Mount. Uh, obviously didn't pay off massively yesterday, but caught up a bit. That's on 3.064. Dan is on 3.074. Liam is on 3.085. Very quickly catching up my best team, which is on 3.094. Ian Parrin flying 3.148. One point behind Paul McAnulty, 3.149. I saw Ian did overtake you briefly this week. Sorry. Paul Dindy on Saturday so yeah it's uh, incredibly tight between you two and uh, the rest of us will be scrapping for the for the bronze medal but really exciting stuff there Hub 500 pound league uh, 10th place Anup Prashant Raja uh, 9th Ian Parrin is now in the Hub 500 pound league well done there Ian 8th Neil Durant 7th Kim McKenna 6th Carl Weeks 5th Billy Fraser um, 4th and 3rd Kieran Sutton flying now 2nd Peter Gilderdale uh, but still top by an absolute mile in this league is Liam Stephen Frog Skills FC leading by 97 points surely has got the hub 500 pound league sewn up very well played there Liam and a quick look at the overall leaderboards this is it this is where the big money is 10th Lisa Mitchell 9th Richard Hayes 8th Andrew Wright 7th Mark Wisdish 6th Neil Curra Alistair Simpson 5th uh, 5th Dave Perrins, who is in the chat, is currently four three two three seven. Um, third, the Hub's own Thomas Kucharski, three two four two, who has been flying recently. 
just six points ahead of him. Perry Hart. Perry's in the chat as well. Uh, breaking Hearts, 3248. And Liam Stevens is top uh, by, what is that, 31 points. So Liam, top of the Hub League, is also top overall on the leaderboard. Going to be an incredibly exciting finish. And it's brilliant to have, you know, four, you know, all those top four there are, are really kind of, you know, active and engaged managers within the um, Sky Sky community. So a really fantastic and incredible race going on there. We will keep looking at that until the end of the season. And that is it from us for this week. Uh, short one this week. Paul's asked, uh, Paul has to dash for one of his um, executive uh, management meetings. Um, thank you so much. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's probably organising a Christmas leave for next year or something. Um, as usual, uh, thank you all so much uh, for joining us live, interacting, um, asking questions. Hopefully, we provided a bit of value for you. This uh, where are we? Monday lunchtime. Nice, nice and early this week. Uh, thanks for those who will listen back and watch back. And thank you so much, Paul, as usual, for all your brilliant thoughts, uh, effort and insight. Uh, where can people find you, Paul? They're on Twitter at Paul McAnulty one M-C-A-N-U-L-T-Y. And my Twitter handle is at FFH underscore Fergie. Uh, we'll have to see next week about when we can. Is it? Is it? Bank holiday, Bank Paul, ho- next week? It is, is it? Yeah. yeah we're probably not going to make it now, are we, before the Man United and Brentford game, I, w- I would guess. We'll have, to, we'll have to see. We'll have to see our availability. Uh, but my handle on Twitter um, is at FFH underscore Fergie. This podcast and video will be on the Fancy Football Hub, Sky and TFF YouTube channel and also available on all major podcast platforms. If you liked what you watched, please click the like button. Remember to subscribe to the channel in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. If you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast. Drop us five stars. Drop us five stars. Go on. Go and do it. Leave a comment. Um, our handles on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok are at FFH underscore HQ and our podcast Twitter handle is at FFH underscore Sky. So please follow and feel free to ask any questions. Our website is fantasyfootballhub.co.uk where you'll find everything you need for fantasy football all under one roof, including player comparison tools to fix your ticket, up to stats, top player team reveals. If you haven't seen it um, on the, the desktop version now, we also have FPL Live Rank. So you can pop in your um, FPL ID. We'll remember it and tell you your live rank every time you uh, go on to the homepage on fantasyfootballhub.co.uk. We've got much more coming in the coming weeks and months. We'll be back next week at some point, looking ahead to Sky Game Week 39. Stay safe and goodbye for now.